You're listening to the Gold Standard Podcast. I'm your host, three-time Olympian and motivational speaker, Leah Amico. On this show, we're going to dig deep to unlock what it actually takes to build a foundation for greatness. If you're an ambitious person with big vision, but you feel like fear is holding you back, get ready for some major breakthroughs. Let's dive in. Okay, let's shift gears just a little bit. So, okay, the gold standard, that's what this podcast is about. And, and what, when you think of the gold standard and that little phrase, what comes to mind for you? So honestly, excellence, you know, like the pinnacle of whatever it is you choose to do, the top of the top um, and staying there, you know, because a lot of yes. people have no problem getting there, but then it's staying there. Some people were like, oh, I've already been there. And, and then they get tired and they get done with it and they start to fall off and then they find themselves lost. For me, it's about getting to the top and sustaining and staying. That, that's to me in anything that you choose to do, you know? And, and if I choose to mow my lawn outside, I'm going to mow it the best, you know? If I'm going to have a lawn, it's going to be the best lawn on the block. If I'm going to have a yard, it's going to be the best yard on the block. Like, I will trim the bushes and everyone's going to know that we spend the time on it. That's just everything, you know, like when I did my shower, I made sure it was plumb. I made sure it was, it was, everything was where it needed to be. The cap, all of it was just where it should be. And that's the thing, you know, most people just throw it up and because it holds water, it's good enough, you know, and that's, to me, it's not in anything that I do, you know, you know, so that's, that's the thing that, that I think I hear when I hear gold standard, you know, like that's just the top of the top. It's like oh. you're. You're, you're the, Mar- the Marines, you're the Navy SEALs of the, of the, the whole thing. Yeah. And I love that. And I, I think that that's what so many of our Olympic teammates, that same mentality is what we all carried. And that's why we've seen everybody continue to excel no matter what they've gone into. I mean, we've, you know, a lot of people are still involved in the sport of softball in different ways, a lot coaching, but there's people who've gone out and done other things, you know, love you being a firefighter and that level of excellence, like you're talking about, that's why it's those those principles at the core of who we are. So it's so much more than talent, right? There's plenty of talented people who never excel or don't reach their potential at all. But then there's people who maybe even, you know, have less ability, but yet reach the highest heights because of that attitude, that mindset is, is kind of what I'm hearing from you. The mindset. And you know, what was cool with every one of us, we took, what should should say, we took criticism from each other and we appreciated it. And we went with it and we learned from it. We didn't get butthurt about it. Um, <laughs> and I think, the, I think the long run, too, is we were all willing to put ourselves out there and try and understand that we're going to fail, but eventually I'm going to figure this out. And I think that's what, and that's what anything, I mean, well, heck, let's just take this podcast for it, right? It's not the easiest thing to get on a camera and talk. It's not the easiest thing to talk to the public you know, and speak about things. And you got to be willing to go, you know what? My first few might not be the best way, but I'm going to figure this out as I keep going and yes. better and better and better and better. Yes. And, but you have to be willing to fail. You have Gosh. to be willing to fail. And that's the one thing that got all of us to where we're at is we're willing to fail. Shoot. I had an indoor facility in Ohio that failed, but I wouldn't know what I know now about indoor facilities if I didn't try mm-hmm. to have them. You know what I'm saying? So, and 
And I'm sure you could apply that to other things that you've done. What you exactly. learned even there, like you said, even in a different area. That's so crucial. Okay. So let's go to these letters. So G stands, uh, it's an acronym gold standard and G stands for goal setting and goals. So you told me your goal was to work for Disney and do animation. Did the goals shift? And what does that look like now in your life? Yeah. So originally when I was a kid, yeah, I wanted to, to, to be an animator. Did my goals shift? Yeah. Obviously I'm not an animator anymore. So <laughs> I still do art and I bring my art to life and I have sold art pieces and I have, you know, jerseys and shirts and, and blankets that I make with my art on them. I design all of our uniforms for Ruth. Nice. Uh, I do them all. Um, and so, you know, those are things that are pretty cool. I collab with one of my friends, Freddie, um, that uh, on certain art pieces too. And we collab together and make some pretty cool things and put those out on the market. So I still have art involved in my life. Um, my goal of getting to Disney may not have happened, but my goal of selling art is still there. You know, my art is being worn by people, being cuddled by people, like being around the world. Um, so that's pretty neat. Um, but like all in all, I think my goals, you know, I set goals like every day. That I want yeah, to get is, done. What does that look like? Tell me something like that. So like that. My, my small goals today was to make sure that I had everything done at my house. I need to get my house in order. But then my goal was to make sure that I got the, the link sent out to all my coaches that have our mental training um, to make sure that all the coaches are good. I send a group me. I get on my group me and I make sure everyone is good. I let them know that I saw their stuff this weekend. Like if they won, if they were playing, I answer all my uh so I had a young lady that reached out to me from one of our organizations about something she's working on in school. So then we would go over that. Just attend to the organization in the morning. And I try to be done by noon, one o'clock. And then that's when I do my household stuff. And I try to be done by four o'clock. And then I have, you know, cook my some dinner. And then I relax through the rest of the day. But I still answer messages here and there. Um, because so you got to make your time. Mm -hmm. I believe in order to balance, you have to have your time. You have to have your business time. And then you have to have, you know, all the little odds and ends that you do, but you have to have your time to relax. Um, that is key. And I think a lot of kids don't know how to balance time right now. Mm. And a lot of parents sometimes don't know how to balance time. And it's something that you got to look at um, and, and, and learn to balance. So, so goal setting ties in with time management, right? Mm, and, and, and you want to be productive, but you almost have to set priorities. So when I'm listening to you, like immediately, and that's how I feel like I really tend to work because I also am going in a lot of different directions. For me, it's almost like my to-do list is almost my goal setting, right? At, at this yes. point. And then maybe there's something coming up down the road that I'm like, okay, I need to do some preparation for that. But right now for today, here is my, my yes. goal, my to-do. So yeah, it's, I, yeah, I love that. So goals for the day. And then I have goals for the organization for like six months out. I have goals that are being set for August, September that we need to get done. And I will, as they approach, I gradually work on those. Those are things that are going to take more time and thought through. Those are things that are going to take more meetings with all the coaches. Um, and then I have year long goals for the whole organization that I would like them to be at. Um, and then I have, I, when I started this, I had a five-year goal plan, you nice. know, what are we going to be? Where are we going to be? There's going to be a lot of bumps and bruises through the beginning, but once five year came, we were right where we needed to be. And now we're going into the point where we're expanding, but the groundwork is all there. The website is all there. The, the structure's there with everyone's flying in and out places. Um, 
the budget is more forecasted in, in, in a year in advance and understandable and actually attainable now. Um, I had a lot of goals in the beginning that were kind of, it took a lot of, of thought, but at the same time, it was a lot of trial and error, right? I would spend more money sometimes that was coming in and was coming out of my pocket. And I thought we could actually do it and it would balance out, but then it didn't. So as we grew, you find the financials that actually work for the organization. And then you find where you need to fundraise and what you need to do and whatnot. So it's been one of those things that I had. I like to tell the kids, you know, get a a, a small goal that's attainable very quickly. Get some goals that are going to take some thought and take some time. And then have a projection for at least five years out. Where would you like to be? You know, and that's, and I've learned that through being around business people you know, and, and picking brains from a lot of professional athletes that I was lucky to be around and a lot of agents and a lot of businessmen that have been billionaires and millionaires. And I, and I just sit and talk to them and I want to know, I am a person that want to know a lot of information because I believe I can learn more with the hands-on for me than I did sitting in front of a book. Yeah. And, and I think knowing that that's everything you're saying is so crucial, that goal setting, the importance of, you know, again, like going after those goals and making them happen. Right. And then, like you said, being coachable, listening, being willing to fail, being willing to try it. You learn through that. Um, I love this because I think a lot of people need to know, like, it isn't the grades that you maybe got growing up. I think if anything, maybe that's like process, right. And saying, okay, can I, you know, can I do what's asked me? What did I learn from these different things? But sometimes it's more, yeah, that daily routine and, and what am I able to get? Am I did, but did I give my best? Because that looks different through school than it does. Like you said, going on into the the real world and going on into, you know, being a leader and, and having your own organization. Okay. So, oh, O stands for overcoming obstacles. Uh, we're all going to have obstacles. Is there something that came along that you would say was the biggest thing that you had to overcome um, in order to, to be who you are today? Yeah, I mean, obstacles are going to be thrown in front of you. They're going to be maybe you don't have this that you need to get there with. You know, maybe um, you got to go around the block like I did, go through a JC to get to the U.S. team and not through a D1 university. You know, sometimes you got to figure out, you know, what you have in front of you and make the best of it. And also you might have to work harder to get something you need, you know, and, and you can always point the finger at someone else. You know, I think obstacles, sometimes people get an obstacle and they go, well, that's not my fault. You know, it's because Mm -hmm. of where I was brought up or it's because of how I was brought up or it's because of who I looked up to or it's because of what I was exposed to. But we all make a choice. You know, you, you make a choice to do what you want to do and you, you, you got to look at it. Like I look at a lot of people. I look at a a lot of people that come through the same things, right. That were exposed to the same stuff. You could have twins, right. That were exposed to the same Mm -hmm. exact thing, but two completely different people and people go, Oh, well, it's their upbringing. No, their upbringing was exactly the same. They had the same exact parents same exact draw, you know, everything, but one just chose to be lazy and the other one chose to go after it. You know, it's, and I think a lot of parents sometimes look at it like they failed their, their, their failed as a parent because they gave everything to this person and they still didn't succeed. Well, it wasn't you. You can give everyone in the world, but they're going to make a choice eventually. Mm-hmm. And that's their choices that end them up where they're going to be. So for me, it was my choice. I had from, like I said, the drive from a very young age that I was going to be something. I was going to make it as a professional athlete regardless. I was going to play ball forever. Like, that's all I ever wanted to do. And I look at a lot of things, and I remember hearing 
um, Arnold Schwarzenegger say, I'm going to do this and there is no plan B. You know, and if you look at a lot of business people, a lot of professionals, there was no plan B. Plan A was the only way to go. I wasn't going to create a plan B because if I'm creating a plan B, I'm taking from plan A. You know, and for me, for me, there was no plan B. You know, I wasn't falling back on anything. I was going to use my athleticism and be an athlete and get to where I needed to be. There was no plan B. It was either you make it or you're not going to make it. Well, and and that kind of, that kind of goes back to the goals. And I, I feel like so much of that is vision. Do you really, really see yourself there? And I think those that do, and then do you have the belief that you have what it takes? That is so crucial. Cause again, you can have somebody that's like, Oh, I want to be Olympian. But one, like you said, are you willing to put the work in? Are you coachable? And, and you know, do you really believe, because if you have doubt all the time, that's not, that's not the same moments of doubt. I think everybody can struggle with that at times, but there's no way doubt can, can be the the forefront. It can't be the the thought process. Um, so, so I hear what you're saying with that. Just sometimes excuses, basically your own self can be your biggest obstacle. The Gold Standard Podcast is brought to you by Major Media League. Major Media League is a revolutionary competitive app launching in June 2022. This app gives softball athletes a platform to showcase their skills by participating in challenges and having the chance to win prizes and scholarships. This is also an opportunity to promote your own talent. For all the athletes out there, it's free to join. So go sign up today at www.majormedialeague.com. The link is also in the show notes. You'll be notified when the Major Media League app launches. So get prepared for the unbelievable opportunity that lies ahead to grow your brand as an athlete. Now, I, my, mindset for people, I think a lot of fear of failure, though, I, I think that's sometimes the biggest obstacles rather than something that happens to you. I find that for me, the biggest obstacle is if you believe other people. Great point. You know, because, you know, everyone always says surround yourself around people that are going to help you get to where you want to go. You know, to me, I didn't have to surround myself around people that were going to be professional athletes. I didn't have to surround myself with people that were going to go to college. I didn't have to surround myself around people. I, just, I, I had my people. I enjoyed them. I love them. They, they, they're good people. You know, but at the end of the day, the only person that I know I had to please and I learned this when I was around 16 years old was me. Hmm. That's it. I don't have to care what everybody else thinks. I don't have to care what everybody else wants. I just got to care what I want and what I'm going to go do to get it. That's it. At the end of the day, I don't care what everybody thought of me, you know, because I can't listen to the outside. I never could. You know, and that's something I didn't want. I didn't care to, you know, like a lot of people nowadays, we got social media. Right. So we look at the post. Right. We make our posts, but then we read what the posts, all the people write. And by what people write determines whether or not that was a good post. I'll make a post. I can care less what people wrote. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like you can write on there. Is that a guy? I don't really care. Write it. That's your thought. Write it. You have the right to say that. If you want to say it, but it doesn't judge me. It doesn't change who I am. So powerful. You know? So at the end of the day, I could care less what people write. And you know, what was cool is I, I, I've always thought like that. I don't yep. care what they think. I don't care what you think. I'm going to wear the clothes I wear. I don't care what you think. You know, I think, I'm going to be me. Yeah. And you, you live know? in freedom. And you live in freedom and it keeps you 
from having to ride highs and lows from what's happening around you, because yeah. that is always going to change. And the reality is you could be the most amazing, talented, everything person, and you are still going to find people that are going to try to put you down. Oh, there's always going to be someone get that's you a off hater. track. Yes. There's going to be a hater everywhere. And the thing is like, you know, that's one thing that I find that we get a lot in our sport. And, and even with me becoming, uh, uh, having an organization, I get yeah. a lot of haters. One, I have access to, pe to people and things that people don't have access to. You know, so they hate on that, that we bring that to these kids. You know, they hate on the fact that we can, that I'm not greedy and I give my stuff away to these kids. Like, you know, they there's people that hate on the fact that we are who we are. And it's, and, and it's like, all I want to do is share the sport. I don't care what organization you're from. Yes. I don't care when, when COVID hit, I was giving free lessons and doing free, free Instagrams with people just to get active and be outside. Didn't care who you were, who, where you were from. And I shared all my information with them, you know, and, and it didn't matter, you know, and that's the thing is so many people are greedy. So many people are haters and so many people are jealous and it's because they care about what other people think and they want to be that person. It's about them and not about everyone else. You know, at yeah. the end of the day, for me, it's about these kids. It's about our sports, about teaching people that want to learn. I don't care where you're from. And, you know, that's that's the thing that gets me is is like as soon as people could care less what everyone else thinks. And, and, and I was getting to this point is I watched. Um, we were on that that movie. How do you know? right with Reese Weatherspoon and Reese posted something the other about a month ago I say two months ago and someone asked her what is the best advice that you could give to a kid or to somebody today growing up you know and it was not to not to pay attention to what people think hmm. and and I and that's the best advice you could give to anybody don't care what people think about you don't care about what people are writing about you just be you and do yes. you and I think a lot of people, if they didn't, it, it's, it's mind your own business. You know what I'm saying? Mind <laughs> well, your so, own business. Yeah. So I like that because coming in, it's protecting what's coming in, right? And it's keeping you like, no, focused. And I know what I know. And I'm going to do what I want to do. And this is who I am. But then, like you said, then your, your reasoning, your why is to help others right? Then it's like putting out like good stuff, right? To other people and pouring into them and not being, cause you could care about only yourself and then all that you can get and all that you can make and all that matters to you and who cares. But instead it's like, that's to get where you need to go, but then it's so that you can turn it around and help other people. I, I, I know you that you we're the same. I mean, I, I think in the sport, we've seen a lot of people who do it maybe for the wrong reasons, but every I've worked with you forever and it's, it's always been about the kids. Okay. Let's transition, um, into the L, which is the leadership piece. What's the most important a quality you believe a leader uh, needs to have or should have or does have that makes the biggest difference? Example. You lead by example. You know, Good. and that has been something that my, my parents have instilled in us since we were kids. You know, you lead by example. My dad was a hard worker. My mom was a hard worker. My grandparents were hard workers. They believed in hard work, not getting anything for free. And that, I believe, is something that we need to show our kids. It's like, you want something? Okay, we'll go cut the lawn. You want something? Go wash the cars. You want something? Go wash the dishes. Pick up the house. Clean the toilet. Clean the bathroom. And then you can have that. Because in this world, you have to work for what you want. Mm -hmm. It's not given to you. You know? And I explain that to people. It's like, 
I realized when I made it, I wanted to give everything to everybody, right? I was like, yo, we can get this big TV now and we can get this now. And I'm going to get my nephews and nieces like all these toys and all this stuff. And it was like, and then I realized that they expected it. Mm. It's like, well, the new phone came out. Okay, that's great. Well, I need to get the new phone. No, no, that's not how this works. You need to work for that. You know, and that's the thing is like I tell these kids, they don't realize they got $1,100 phones in their presence, right? Mm -hmm. They got $350 bats, $350 gloves, and they hate their mom or they're not happy with their mom that day. And I said, do you realize that that one $1,100 phone, your family has to work the whole week and now that $1,100 is gone. Just to give you a phone. Mm. But they still got to pay for their rent. They still got to pay for their mortgage. They still got to pay for their car. They still got to pay for their insurance. They still got to buy food for you. They got to put clothes on you. They got to put shoes on you. Like, and then by all that, I mean, you want to be mean to them. And you want to be mad at them. And you want to talk bad about your folk. But here you are with all this. What did you do? Did you wash the dishes? Did you clean the car? Did you get all that? Did you earn what you had? No, your parents did and gave it to you. You know, and that's where we're at. I had I had a glove growing up that had to be put together. You know, my uncle showed me how to how to redo the laces a number of times. You know, we had we didn't have a bat every year. I used my bat till the till the writing was gone. And I got to college and they took it away from me because I had no more writing on it. They were like, You mm-hmm. cannot play with this. It is silver. It has no markage on it at all. <laughs> you need a new bat. And I was like, you know, like. Today, I, I, would, I, would, I would challenge a parent to keep that equipment until it was no longer usable. Mm. And they can't mm. because they're like, no, she has to have the newest one because we got to keep up with Betty got the newest one. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Instead of mind your own business, keep, it's still good. It still works. Your kid just yeah. has to find the sweet spot. You know, like it's, it's, it's not the bad. It's not the equipment that's going to make them better. Yeah. It's the fact when they learn the morals and the values of life, you know, that's going to get them through. Yeah. So you know? when you when you say that, so just back to kind of your original thought, I feel like I thought of the saying that you said lead by example and, and uh, most things are caught, not taught. It's like you can tell people one thing, but when you show them, people see it, they follow it. And then from that, you said basically you saw hard work. So that caused you to work hard knowing I, I can make something of myself if I put that yeah. work in. And although even as parents, right, I have three sons, like I want to give them everything, but you realize that's almost the worst way. So now when my kid's complaining, mom, you don't give me this, all the other kids get this, all the other kids this, you know, and, and I've seen, I mean, he has a beat up car that he drives, but Hey, it drives him there and he gets to practice. And, and now I've just kind of seen almost this gratefulness. And I really believe like in the long term, yes, I, we want to give our kids the best and the biggest and the brightest, but sometimes it actually can hinder them. Okay. So let me, let me shift again. Do you want to say anything to that? Well, that's where the leadership came in, right? So I was led by example, by my grandparents, by my parents, by my aunts and uncles, hard work. You know what I'm saying? Travel ball, same thing. My coach would never tell me the answer. You know, Dale was not like, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. He'd be like, Hey, so you're pulling the ball. What do you think has to happen? What do you think we need to change? And And I would look at it. And I would look at him and go, uh, no, no, keep thinking. You have the answer. You know this. You just need to think about it more. Mm. You know, and what, what about today? The kids are like, I'm not hitting well. What am I doing wrong? 
and then you tell them and then they still don't make the adjustment because they didn't have to think about it. Yeah. Because it never came from their brain. It just came from your mouth. So when we train and we teach a lot of the things that I've taught my coaches is like, don't give them the answer. You have the answer. Let's guide them to find the answer. Great. On their own. You know, and that's what happened in the world. It's like we haven't guided these children to find the answer. We just keep giving it to them. Mm. And now you end up in a situation where we're at. Mm. Wow. That's so good. Yeah, I, I agree. Guiding people and letting them letting them learn. Okay, so the last letter is D, and that's the dedication and drive. And you've talked about this. I mean, you were saying, like, I was driven. I, I was competitive. I knew I, everything. You know, you followed your passion. Um, you put the time in. So how important is that piece? To me, it's the action piece. We set the goals, right? We know where we want to end up. We, we have obstacles and things we're going to overcome. We have leaders maybe and learn from people, but, but that drive, like what can you just speak into just to kind of wrap up um, the importance of that action piece? I mean, you've talked a lot about it today, but, but what else could you add of just that importance of having that drive? Well, it's drive, right? And you say, and you said it yourself, some things are, are you know, they're, they're things that are, that are not taught. They're, they're visually caught. shown. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They're, what'd you say, Wes? I said caught. They're caught. Caught, not caught. Yeah, they're it. caught. And drive is caught, I believe. You're not born with drive. Mm. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe okay. that you're born with drive. You catch drive. And you catch drive from the people around you. Right? If your mama's slow, your daddy's slow, you're going to be <laughs> slow. I, I, I'm just being real. Unless they put you around someone that has that drive and you grab onto it and you gravitate to it. So let's be real, right? Some kids may have parents at home that are living on slow time and they get to your practice and they learn from you what the drive is because you're so passionate about it and they love how your energy is and they love coming to practice and they pick it up from you because you become their drive. You become the person that's going to, that's going to give a little piece of that drive and it's going to rub off on that kid. Now there's the kid that comes from home, right, that has that drive right away. You know, that dad comes home from from work, and even though he's dead-ass tired, sorry about that, (laughs) even though he's dead tired, he finds the way to find the energy to grab a glove, go outside, and throw five minutes with their Mm -hmm. kid, you know, and has that drive. And that kid learns the drive from that. Dad just worked all day with my mom, worked all day, and still came home and caught me pitching. Still came home and threw with me. Still came home and hit with me. They learned that drop. You know, grandma did it. You know, grandma takes a chance at it. You know, here, let me catch you. You know, I know you need to get it in today. And, and you know, people will, will get that at home. But if you're a single parent, right, and you've got a single child and you don't have the opportunity to do that, then that's something that they can learn drive. But you have to be the parent smart enough to find the person that has that drive that you're giving your child to to teach them that drive. You know, and those are the things that sometimes people don't see, you know, and, you know, when we pick coaches and, and we pick and we, we hope that we pick the coaches that are going to be able to, to, to teach those things that maybe they're not getting taught. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that are those good people to not just yell at a kid, but push a kid, but at the same time, know who to, and I learned this from Sue Anquist, you got to know who you go through the front door with and you got to know who you can crawl through the window or come through the back door. You might have to go to the second story and pry the window open and go in through that window to get to that child and train them differently. And each person is an individual. So you have to train each person individually, which becomes tiring. If you got 15 players on a team and you're one coach trying to get things done, 
that you got to go through 15 different obstacles and 15 different windows to reach everybody on your team to create that to work, mm-hmm. you know? And that's the thing is like, I think the drive, they're going to learn from, from someone that they're exposed to. And I tell the kids, you got to, it could be your teacher at school. It could be the principal. It could be the janitor. It could be the grounds crew. I mean, it could be anything, you know, it could be anybody. It just, you got to look at who's in front of you. So I think of that and I think of how important it is for those of us that are passionate, are driven and really want the best, not only for ourselves, but others to remember that there's always eyes watching and how we, how we do things really does matter. Okay. So um, just to kind of finish this up, what are um, three gold tips you would give to softball players today um, just to be able to be their very best? Three gold tips I'd give you. Don't worry about what everybody else talk about. Stay in your lane. That kind of is the same thing, right? Don't worry about it. Stay in your lane. Set small attainable goals. Yes. And set long goals that are going to take a journey. And understand that every road is not perfect. You know, sometimes your journey will come to a why and you make a choice. And sometimes your journey will go straight. Sometimes your journey will go through potholes. Sometimes your journey will go through mountains and and rivers and lakes. But at the end of the day, just keep pushing forward and don't look backward. You know, like... You're driving a vehicle with no rearview mirror. You're just going forward. Keep it in drive with no reverse. Mm. You know? And a lot of people will go, oh, I, I shouldn't have done that. No, there was a reason that happened. You may not know today, but maybe five years, maybe 10 years from now, that that was supposed to happen. So let me just on a little bit real quick. So I just towed my bug back to Texas with my mom and my dad. And things happened on the, on the trip where we blew both tires on the trailer. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Now, the way I look at it was the first tire went and we had to stay in that area, right? Well, we didn't have to. I had a spare, so I was able to put the spare on, right? We got a little bit further. But I look at it like there was an accident that had happened. You know what I'm saying? There was, there was things that had gone on in front of us that we might have been there had that had not happened. So everything happened. It, it, the, the negative part of it was like, dang, I got to buy a tire, a hundred something dollars. I didn't expect to spend that. But there was a purpose for it. Yes. And, and everything has its perfect per, purpose, negative or positive. You just may not know that it was supposed to happen until later on. So then the next tire blew, right? And all this is happening. And all we have for tools, and this is our fault, we had a tire iron and a wrench. And like... Me and my dad look at each other and we're like, what are the lucky? Well, we were so lucky that the tire iron took off all the bolts that we needed it to take off. One, it should for the tire, but we needed to take some bolts off the trailer to do some other things. So it's like that worked for that. The wrench we found under the seat and we're like, why you had a wrench in there? Who knows? Right. And we were able to still make it work positively and move forward. I could have looked at all the negative and been like, oh, this, this, and that. But you know what? At the end of the day, we were safe. We slept and we kept moving forward, you know, and that's what I think. I tell everyone, like, you're going to hit a pothole. You're going to hit a a, a thing that may look so negative to you that make you feel so bad. But in the long run, it's going to pan out. You know, Mm -hmm. don't dwell on it. Little the little thing is in the long run, it's going to pan out. You know, you're going to be fine. 
It's so um, true. I, I think keeping perspective and everything we go through, um, controlling what you can, right? You, you can't control sometimes things that happen to you. You couldn't control the tire blowing out, but you can tr- control how you react to it. Um, and then just, uh, there is a purpose for everything. Like you said, um, I, I, I agree. I think when we set goals, we maybe not might not end up where we think we were going to, but I promise if we just commit to the journey and the process and give all that we have, we might not end up there, but we, we may even surpass it or end up somewhere, you know, in a whole different direction, but just as great. And so I, I think that's important. How can people find you on social media or how, how can they, how can they find you? Yeah. You can go to God Busto six. That's my Instagram. I use that more than anything when it comes to social media, because I'm able to post there and it goes to Facebook. It goes to all the other things. So um, that would be the easiest way to find me. Um, you can always reach out to the ruthless uh, ruthless softball.org website. Um, and you can find me there and send a message through that. It will get to me there. Um, and then you can find me at a softball field near you because I'm everywhere. <laughs> that is you know, right. You are. I am everywhere. So I am very accessible and uh, reachable. So, well, thank you for everything you shared. I know it's going to impact a lot of people, people of all ages, because the points you talked about really are so relatable to everything we do in life, every season of life, no matter what age we are. Um, so, you know, I, I was fortunate and blessed again to, to play next to you. I, I just cherish our memories, but more than that, I'm so thankful for our lifelong friendship and just ultimately like good people, like being around good people and the right people. I just know you and I, we might go some time not talking, but we pick up the phone and we can just catch up. Yeah. So I'm thankful. So thank you so much for joining us today on the Gold Standard Podcast. Nah, thanks for having me out. All right. Thank you everyone for, for listening and uh, join us next time here on the gold standard podcast. So Crystal Busto shared some really good tips. She covered a lot of different things. Um, just some, some crucial key points to, um, finding greatness and living out excellence and everything that she did, especially on her journey to become a three-time Olympian, a two-time gold medalist to play for team USA, and then to continue to impact others. Um, just as a key figure in the sport of softball in that world. And one of the things that I always admired about her was that she was um, just physically one of the most strongest athletes, but more than that, she had really, really good fundamentals because of the work that she put in. So just wanted to highlight a couple of points that she had made. First and foremost, it was to set goals, to know clearly what you want to accomplish. I think that is so important um, on our journey to know what we're trying to do so that we can see if we are accomplishing it. And if we don't, that's how you learn. Because if you do you know, fail and you're not able to accomplish what you thought, you find new ways to figure it out and it, it helps all of us grow. And so that, that process um, happens and it, it helps us to become just more well-rounded in so many ways. And the second thing she talked about was kind of creating certainty from within and not worrying about what other people say or what they think. I think that is something that is so huge. And that ties into that fear of failure because some people, um, they are always worried about pleasing others and, or worried, what are, what are other people going to think? They, they find that outside pressure. And, um, sometimes it can be used in a good way for motivation, but then other times it can almost add pressure that shouldn't be there. But when it's from within of me being able to go out and accomplish what I want to achieve, Um, that is something that can help us then to 
than to know, okay, did I measure up to myself, not to what somebody else expected of me? And then the last thing was just the work ethic, putting the work in. I really am a firm believer that hard work pays off that, uh, you know, that journey. We learn so much by what we do, not what we think about, not what we say, but ultimately what we do. Action always speaks louder than words and um, we can find out what we're truly capable of. We can turn potential into productivity and performance when we get to work and when we start to um, give our very best at whatever we're doing. So a lot of great information shared by Crystal Bustos, the world's best hitter in the sport of softball. So I'm just very thankful for what she shared with us today. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Gold Standard Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. You can post on social media and tag at Leah20USA or use hashtag Gold Standard Podcast. Make sure you also subscribe so you get notified each week as a new episode releases. You can subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We appreciate your reviews as they help encourage others to listen in. Until next time, live out the gold standard and keep turning your goals into reality.